Blog Talk Radio.
Air National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. When you don't go to geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like... Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to geico.com and you can save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your move. When you don't go to geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal heart. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything. Morning face. You get is when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run. No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mates. Ow, they're one of my eyes. We're moving. It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, hey. I've seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. No. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted, so, um, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Lekwa Pique, which, of course, in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they... Investor philanthropists, do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes, but it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wanting. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and roasted. Okay. Right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. Much fire. 
seen you since we... Go away. I'm sorry. I can only stay a minute. Let me buy you some lunch. Oh, you've got your lunch. Well, how about some milk? You got your milk, too. Well, can I just massage your thighs while you eat? Do I have to leave? Is this any way to treat an intimate friend? when it comes to my Redbirds. 
and so always love to get them on and see what's going on. Maybe uh, your team, insert your, your favorite team here. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy that here we are late February and we're already into spring training. Some of the games going on today is, I don't like to say they're meaningless games, but they're fun games to go watch. Uh, but, uh, you know, preseason games are exactly what they are, and uh, that, that's just that. And so a lot of times you're not going to see uh, your super superstars, uh, but it's fun to go watch the, watch the team. And so the Marlins, as I mentioned, playing the Cardinals today, the Braves play the Rays, uh, the Yankees and the Tigers, the Red Sox and the Royal Orioles, the Pirates and the Twins and the Phillies and the Blue Jays are just a few uh, teams that are playing in action today. Uh, current champion, obviously, we know the Texas Rangers won the World Series. Uh, and uh, so, a- again, uh, but another World Series from a team in Texas. And I think they even did it without any, uh, I think they even did it uh, without any garbage cans. As we know what the Astros did. Garbage Garbage can, garbage in, garbage out, right? <laughs> you know, you know what we say. Going through some MLB news here as, as we're going to be starting our NBA segment here in just a few minutes with Adam Jividen. Um He's our, our, our co-pilot and, and uh, uh, partner in crime on the show. Oftentimes, he's our Swiss Army Knight, and, you know, he covers everything with us from college football uh, and uh, – College football predominantly, but also NBA and some MLB as well. Uh, but so let's you know you know joke around. Okay, who's going to be in the World Series? Well, you know it is at this point nobody knows. Uh, you know we'll 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 see how it all plays out. Of course, the American League is one of the most intriguing divisions in baseball heading into the 2024 season, uh, which begins officially. Okay. Uh, officially uh, season openers start happening about a month from now um, Yankees are the favorites to win the division at least in the latest 2024 uh, MLB future odds followed by the Orioles the Blue Jays and Rays uh, the Yankees added Juan Sato to its lineup in the offseason giving them a ridiculous power punch between him and Aaron Judge, and we all know what Aaron Judge has been able to do. He says, don't judge me. I judge you. <laughs> you early for my dad jokes, isn't it? Uh, but the Yankees have the the, 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 the fourth shortest World Series odds. Um, and, but they, I don't know. I, I'm not going to say that. I'm not ready to say the Yankees are going to win the World Series. I'm just saying, hey, if we're if we're going to listen to what those uh, people who make the odds and make the bets for us and tell us, hey, the odds are pretty good for such and such to happen, we'll go with the Yankees on that. <laughs> the Dodgers are also, uh, you know, a favorite atop the MLB odds uh, uh, board after adding Shohei Ohante. I know I just butchered that. Guarantee it, I did. Ohante? We'll see how to how to pronounce it. I'll get it right for the end of the season. I got some time, uh, but they already have a stacked up. They're stacked already there in the well west, and and uh, so of course you got the Braves, the Astros, the Rangers again, you know. Uh, so 
you know, got to go with what Vegas says, right? <laughs> Had that Super Bowl in Vegas. That was a good Super Bowl. I have to admit, though, I, I was hoping to see the Lions uh, get in there. Uh, I think everybody was, except for the city of San Francisco. And I know we can now use the word, I'm digressing, I know, but hey, I see a squirrel, I'm going to go after it. I want my dogs. Uh, but, uh, you know, Kansas City wins, okay? I didn't like the winning of it, but hey, I, it's, it, whose fault was it? You could probably go back and say, oh, is this person's fault, this person's fault, uh, this person's fault, but um, I, I mean, you now, I can no longer use the argument, oh, well, I hate using that word dynasty. I hate it, right? That's probably because I'm a Colts fan. And I won't say, I, I'll fall short of saying that I'm a Patriots hater, okay? I, I, I won't go that far because hate is such a harsh word. But I strongly dislike the Patriots. And that's just in my blood. It's like the Cubs, you know? I but that said, that said, I mean, I was, I was just hoping that, you know, the 49ers would find a way to pull off. Now, they've been there five times before, so, you know, Kansas City. But, you know, now we're not going to be able to stop talking. Uh, at least the talking heads, the bobbleheads, if you will, are, are going to keep jibber-jabbering, chirping in our ears, air apparent to Tom Brady, let's crown Patrick Mahomes. Okay, probably true. Probably true. Let's move on because we got other stuff to talk about other than the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I digress. In Vegas, talking Vegas, talking about the Super Bowl, and talking about baseball, then talking about the Super Bowl. You know, MLB, you know, unlike, unlike the NFL and racing and some other sports, your your dominant play, it, it, it can happen. I mean, you know, let's, we could argue again back about Tom Brady being a, a very mature player as far as age goes and still doing well. But for the most part, it's that way with all. But, but your, some of your top players in the MLB are almost always, almost always under 25 years old, you know. You look at the best under 25 years old, Looks a lot different this year with Juan Soto, Gerald Jr., Jr. Uh, Fernando Tatis, and Spencer Strider all graduating from the ranks of the game's young up-and-comers. However, baseball has a great way of developing young players. Oftentimes when players are, are drafted, they're, they're placed in either a, a double-A or a triple-A team, which if you're here in Indianapolis would be the Indianapolis Indians, you know, the Louisville Bats, what, what have you. They, they are the next level down, and they play for a few years and really hone in their skills. Uh, so they have a good way of, of just regenerating that youth of talent, if you will. So there is still a wealth of talent in that, in that range, if you will, of best of 25, under 25, if you will. Um, of course, we think about Julio Rodriguez with the, with the Seattle Mariners and the 2023 Rookie of the Year, Corbin Corral and Renard Henderson. Uh, you know, those were all ranked 20 best 25 under 25. So, 
the age cutoff for this ranking this year uh, would be March 28, 2024, which is opening day. And only MLB players are considered in the mix. So let's keep an eye on that. We want to know. We want to know who's going to be the best of the best of the young of the young folks. My name is Tom Marcos El Presidente. Appreciate you joining us. We're going to be jumping into some NBA talk here uh, in just a few minutes with uh, Tony, not Tony, with Adam Jevedim, super Browns fan, super uh, Guardians fan, super Cavs fan. Talk a little bit what he thinks early about his, his uh, Guardian Cavs. What do you guys think about the All-Stars? I mean, it was here in Indianapolis. What an economic impact that it had. And the city treated it, rolled out the red carpet like it was the Super Bowl. I worked downtown, and we had a lot of uh, things and opportunities going on. You had the uh, the celebrity uh, shootout. You had the three-point thing. I personally did not go down to any of the events, but I, I know a lot of people did. And, you know, I guess it was, a you know, a very, very highly successful uh, impact to the city. So I like that. So I don't know overall. Is the All Stars? Maybe I think the same thing about. Maybe I think the same thing about the MLB All Stars, and I definitely uh, think the same thing about the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl is certainly not what it used to be. Uh, it's certainly not ever what it used to be. In fact, what are we? They're playing flag football now, all because they don't want to get hurt. Let's just not have it, okay? I mean, nobody wants to see a bunch of grown men playing flag football, well, unless you're my brothers in the backyard at Thanksgiving. But it's either here or there. <laughs> we do have a famous flag football game. I have to admit that. That's what it's reserved for. Thanksgiving Day out in the backyard with your family. Not for some of the best players in the – that you, you know, Gardner Mitch, you got to go to the, the Pro Bowl only because nobody else did. Let's, let's call it is what it is. Oh, the Colts got themselves a, a pro bowler, <laughs> a pro bowler quarterback. Well, not really. And there again, it's flag football, people. It's flag football. I, I have fun with it. But did I watch it? No. I did watch the puppy bowl, though. So maybe that's where my mind my is. Of course, I, I guess I, 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 there's still a lot of, I mean, if you go to the, if you go to the Pro Bowl, you're getting a, a ton of money. That's a bonus money anyway for you. Uh, so, I mean, there's that. But, I mean, for the fan, I guess it's fun. Okay, I guess. I, I, I guess, you know, they moved it from Hawaii to Orlando. And uh, I don't know. I can't get past the flag football. I'm trying. I can't. I don't understand it. When we don't want them to get hurt. Well, then let's just not have the freaking game, okay? What's the purpose of it? It's okay to let them have an off-season. <laughs> oh, but, hey, you know, when you're a football fan, you love to see the you love to see the hits, right? So, I don't know. Like football. I guess another show for another day. 917-889-8516 if you want to uh, jump on here and uh, chat about anything for that matter. Like football, uh, uh, the NBA All-Stars, uh, the MLB, 
uh, we're, all, we're always open open to it. Uh, and, you know, I'm really excited to get back into racing. As you know, that's a big passion of mine. You know, we're, we're, we're getting, we're, we've gotten the clock turned on for the Indianapolis 500. I mean, that's what we do here. So I'm a real passionate about racing. And I, I, I love having that part of our show. I know we have a lot of, a lot of racing fans. Excuse me. Uh, in our on our uh, on our uh, group here, uh, so we we love to talk about racing, and so I'm really excited that we're going to get to be doing that again. Of course, we are going to be talking about some racing today out of the land. I'm going to be re recapping that Daytona 500 with Tony Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast, um, and so we're going to talk about that. So get your questions lined up for for that. My name is Tom Marquez, El Presidente. Stick around. We're gonna do, we're gonna get right back into the uh, conversation, the NBA conversation. We're gonna find out, you know, exactly what uh, uh, Adam's thoughts are. Sorry, cannot multitask sometimes. I just cannot do it. Uh, <laughs> My name's Tom Marcus. Hey, did I, did I tell you that baseball's back? We'll be right back right here on the Balance Radio Network. National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to Geico.com and you can save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike... You know, dance with me, purple cow. I like your mood. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. 
GEICO makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on GEICO.com or the GEICO mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything. Morning face. You get it when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mace. No, they're winning my eyes. we It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, I've seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? No, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted, so I don't, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Le Pique, which, of course, in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes, but it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wanting. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and roasted. Okay. Right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. Time to jump into our NBA segment. We are standing by for Adam Jividen, Super Browns fan, Buckeye fan, Guardians fan, and Cavs Super Duper fan. Help us break down the NBA season as we head out of the All-Star break and into the last part of the season for the NBA. So we'll kind of just uh, hold and uh, put ourselves in a holding pattern for him. Um Efforting to try to get him on. <laughs> well, we're, we're going to try to keep going on, uh, keep going along here, and let's you know basically, <clears throat> let's kind of just keep up our our conversation of, of just overall whatever you want to talk about. I'm really not sure where where Adam is. It, isn't that what always happens? You're just ready to go. You got things all lined up. And then all of a sudden, wait, wait a minute. Stop the train. Everybody stop. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we're in a, 
position to publicly shame him yet. You know, I know he's got a little kid and stuff. So he does have that. He does have that going on for him. And uh, so we'll we'll see. But you know, we were talking about the uh, all stars and the uh, economic impact, if you will. I don't. I haven't seen all the numbers because I don't think that they that they've been completely out yet. Uh, but it was expected to. It, it, it generated somewhere around $320 million in the economic impact uh, to the city of Indianapolis. I mean, that's huge. That's huge for any any city. Um, uh, stand by. We're still trying to effort to get a hold of Adam. need to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Apparently, we're having uh, problems with our call-in line, but that's okay. I've got a I got a secret bat phone that I can I can call Adam on it and reach him. 
Are you, are you Batman and, or are you Robin? Oh, no chance of my – well, I mean, to be fair, my favorite DC character is Nightwing. And for those of you that are familiar, Nightwing is Dick Grayson, the original Robin. Okay. So, there you go. You're Robin. But I do love me for Batman. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. You know, and that's that's the world that we live in. I'm just glad that I have my secret, super, secret, deeper, uh, secret fat phone uh, to to reach at. So, uh, with thanks for making that note. I would I would have just been sitting here. What the heck? And I was about ready to publicly shame you. I must admit, I was like, no, there's got to be there's got to be something. There's got to be something going on here. <laughs> well, we brought you on for bringing back the NBA segment. We're coming off the NBA. Uh, all-Star Weekend here in Indianapolis. Obviously, you're here in Indy with us as well. Uh, what were your thoughts overall about how the city handled the NBA All-Stars and your thoughts overall about the All-Stars? I, I mean, I thought the, I, I thought the city did, did a great job um, really showcasing itself during the All-Star Games, which is, I think, what we should expect from Indianapolis. You know, we did a, an awesome job um, for the showcase um, of the Super Bowl years ago. Um, so I don't think anybody would have expected anything different. As far as the All-Star Game goes, it's a dumpster fire at this point. There have been numerous articles written about how the NBA is creating a brand of basketball that no one wants to watch. And that's what's happened. They have made defense almost an afterthought for an era where people can shoot uh, at a, I mean, higher percentages and higher rates than we've ever seen before. But defense which is obviously an equal part of the game is now, I mean, hardly a consideration. And so, you know, you're, you're losing people that have been fans for years because the product looks like a pickup game. Um, and that's a problem that the NBA needs to address. I have seen uh, five different articles written on it. The first one, that I happened to see was by somebody that I follow very closely, um, Sam Amico of Amico Hoops. Um, Amico Hoops used to be his old one. Sorry. Uh, he is now with HoopsWire.com. Um, he's a former uh, Cavaliers beat writer that has moved to really cover the entire league at a very high level. And and, and that was their, their opening write-up following All-Star Weekend is, you know, you had the slam dunk contest that was blah. The the coolest part was the Steph Curry Sabria Ionescu three point shooting contest. That was something cool that we haven't seen before. Um, I've seen a thing where it was like, what if you do NBA dunkers versus um, street dunkers? Like one of those guys that would be like would be a Jordan Kilganon, who's been you know he's been for years on social media. He's the one that invented the scorpion dunk, where you go past the hoop and then dunk the ball backwards over your head. It looks incredible if you haven't seen it. But, you know, the the thing that's tough is, is this is the world that the NBA has created by putting too much emphasis on and on um, points at all costs, essentially. Um, you, you know, it, it does make it, it does make it challenging to have a competitive game. I mentioned, Tom, when I was uh, in Boston recently, I took a client for work to a Celtics game. Ironically, they were playing the Pacers. But um, the, the, the over-under 
was a hundred, sorry, two hundred and fifty points, and they eclipsed it. It was two forty nine and a half, and the final score eclipsed two hundred. I can think of, I mean, generations where that kind of score wouldn't have been hit in double overtime, um, mm. let alone in regulation against two playoff teams at that. Like, but that's the world that the NBA <laughs> again the average fan is going mm-hmm. like why should I invest in this mm-hmm. yeah it, it, you know that's a, that's an ongoing debate I, you, you think you talk about well uh, the, the NBA is a business and, and they look at it from a, from a brand and from a branding aspect and just like in any business we're both in business and we understand that that branding changes and depending on what's going on in the market. But I just, you know, you, you think about, like I was just talking, I know this is off topic, but I was just talking earlier, you know, about the, uh, the, uh, in, the NFL uh, pro ball. It's a flag football game. Nobody wants to watch grown men sit around and play flag football, I guess, unless you're in your, in your backyard on Thanksgiving or something. But I mean, it's the, it's the way that things have shifted. Going back to the NBA, why, why do you think that has happened in what you're talking about, the way they've shifted it? It's got to be a, an internal leadership decision. But a lot of it, I, yeah. I, I mean, a lot of this is Adam, a lot of this is Adam Silver. Um, they have made the, they made the decision to go all in on Twitter highlights and all of these other things, now TikTok highlights, and do that, they shifted some rules that make it virtually impossible to play defense on the perimeter um, mm-hmm. at, a, at a high level consistently. And so, and then you couple that, I think, with a generation of players, Freddie don't want to play defense. Like, that's, that's already a lot of these players don't want to play defense, and I think it also coincides with, the substantial fall off that we have seen of the college basketball game where you're you're not seeing players go and know the fundamentals of of defense. Offense is always gonna be a lot more free flowing. Good defense is built on the fundamentals of the game and the NBA as a whole and frankly basketball as a whole as a sport, has gotten away from that. It's, it's similar to what's happening in baseball, where everything became mm-hmm. about, all because of analytics, hit a home run mm-hmm. or strike out. It seems like it's almost every at-bat for a couple of years where it was like, guys don't know how to situationally hit anymore. If you've got a runner on freaking third base, you only have one out, what is the easiest thing to do, Tom? Hit a sack fly. Last yep. year in Major League Baseball was the lowest sack fly percentage in the history of the game. Crazy. Both on successful sack fly attempts as well as um, sacrifice flies converted. Crazy. Well, let's get into the. Uh, I mean, and that should be the easiest thing, but but that's but that's what we're running into with a lot of sports right now is they're looking at these analytics and the, the quote-unquote data too hard, too strongly, and it's killing the sport. 
Oh, I thought you were, I thought you were going to say something else. I'm sorry. I didn't want to cut you off. <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, let's talk a little bit about LeBron James. And I, and I know you probably heard the rumblings of this. LeBron James uh, and, and the Lakers was contacted by Golden State about a trade uh, for LeBron James. The crazy thing about it is uh, they didn't just hang up the phone and say, oh, hell no. They actually listened to the conversation, and they actually had a – a thought it through, said maybe this is something good for us to happen. And, and that story came out earlier this past week that LeBron James was being considered for a, a trade. And there was a time uh, not so long ago where that would have been the most taboo conversation you could ever have. But here we are, LeBron James, still with the Lakers, no trade happened. But the fact is that the Lakers are actually listening to the conversations. Uh, it tells me then maybe we're getting to the end of the LeBron James chapter. What are your thoughts? Well, it's it's a, it's a few different parts, Tom. One of it is – some of it is LeBron has an opt-out on his contract, and he could be a free agent heading into the season. And the Lakers didn't know. This was before LeBron, after the trade deadline, said, no, I, I want to retire a Laker. My family lives here. I've moved all of my – I mean, not everything. He still has his – his uh, house in Avon Lake, Ohio, uh, but uh, he, he's, he's in L.A. He's like, I want to be a Laker. Really where – so it was somewhat that – some of it's also the Lakers were looking at this of a, post, a, a post-LeBron life has not gone well for the Cavs um, or the Heat. Um, <laughs> The Cavs did it a little bit better on the second go-round than they did the first, but um, the Heat did not handle it well either. And, and, and building a team after LeBron can be hard. And so that was the thing is that the Warriors offered some of their young talent um, potentially in exchange for LeBron, and, and the Lakers gave it a listen. I, I think – the, the thing that the Lakers – the Lakers have a weirdly built team. The shooting isn't going well. Right now, the biggest problem that a, that a lot of people are synonymous in an agreement in with the Lakers is I don't know what the crap Darvin Ham is doing with his rotations. Nobody seems to understand what he's doing. And, and it's, again, it's illustrated by the fact that, again, offenses are, sto- are scoring – at a historic, I mean, not, not, not just historic, in an off-the-charts clip. And right now, the Lakers just don't have enough firepower. And that's what they were trying to figure out is how can we get more firepower long-term, knowing realistically LeBron probably only has two seasons left in the tank, period. Um, he has said he wants to have a season where him and Bronny are in the league at the same time. And, you know, Bronny is having an okay, maybe, I guess you could call it, season at USC, um, which, frankly, the fact that he's still having a season at all at USC is pretty remarkable considering <laughs> earlier in the summer the kid had a heart attack, basically. Um, so, you know, it, it, I mean, it really is, and it speaks to, to – medicine, but also, you know, the kid's dedication. I mean, I don't blame it. I mean, the kid's LeBron's kid. He could have hung it up and be like, you know what? No. But he he has a drive and a desire to play, and and LeBron has stated that he wants to play with his son 
which if his son is sitting there in the second round, the top of the second round or maybe end of the first round, and you're a team that has a late-round pick, I'm taking a swing on him. Why not? Um, Because so many of those late-round picks, they flame out after two years anyway. So, you know, I I think we we are at the end of LeBron's time. I mean, the dude's been playing for 21 years. I mean, it's incredible. LeBron's playing career is is old enough to drink. (laughs) (laughs) And he never never went to college. He never went to college. He was right. Uh, I mean, which obviously, which obviously helps add a year or two to it. But I mean, <laughs> to play at the, the high level that he's played at for 21 years is just—we'll never see it again. And I think the, the thing that's the most bad, Tom, is the way that people dog LeBron because they feel like you cannot like LeBron and Jordan. When guys, you can have both. Uh, LeBron got hardly any media coverage for passing what seemed to be an untouchable record of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring record. And, like, it barely got mentioned. And a lot of this is because of old head media guys that get pissed off that LeBron's even in consideration with Jordan. And they have turned it into, like, everything else. We've seen it in politics and everything else. If you're on, You have to be on one side or the other. Well, you can appreciate both LeBron James and Michael Jordan. And, and in doing so, you know what? You'll probably be a better NBA fan for it. So, guys, appreciate these last few years of LeBron while you have them because we don't have many left at one of – the not just generational, but we're talking one of the lifetime greats in the history of sports. Annie used to be a cat. Annie's from the Cleveland area, so that that helps your that helps your I argument mean, too as well. <laughs> it does, but I, mean, I I have friends that are not from that area that would say the same thing. You know, I don't I don't uh, disagree he with gets that. dogs too often for for stupid stuff. The only thing that I, I think that I that I just and it's not just LeBron, but okay, he's the biggest name in the in the sport. Uh, when he, they decide to take their name and apply it to said whatever's going on in the world, nobody wants to see that. You know, I don't want to use the phrase that somebody got in trouble for saying, but you know, basically, play basketball. That's that's what you do. That's what you do well, and that's what people pay lots of money to. Not to hear your opinion on the police or defunding of the police or the, yeah. or the flag or, or, or what have you. You know, insert insert calls here. Yeah, I understand that, but also like here's here's the reality of the life that we're living in. The media is asking those questions relentlessly. So sure. what are they supposed to do? Duck every single question? Like like this is the tough thing is is that you now have, I saw a poll recently where something like. Thirty percent of people polled said they were going to vote for whoever Taylor Swift said to vote for. But one, if you answered yes to that poll, you're an idiot. But like, <laughs> that's the world that we live in, where people are valuing the opinion of celebrities more than they ever have, and the media keeps asking the questions. And so, like, I, I mean, the thing yeah, is, is that Thomas, if, if you and I sit down and have a conversation. Let's just say we're sitting in front of a room 
with other media friends that we have, and they ask my my question in the current political climate, I'm going to answer the question. Yeah. Now, if it turns yeah. up in, a, in an illustrate a Sports Illustrated article where so and so, but written by so and so, is a complete fool for saying da 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 da. Okay, that's on me. But like, it, a, a lot of times these guys are put in these positions. They're asked the question. They are human beings that have opinions. Now we may disagree with the opinions, and that's our right as well. But to say that 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 people shouldn't be allowed to voice an opinion when a question is asked and asked repeatedly. Now, do I think some of the rhetoric has gotten off the rails, especially like when you hear like some players compare their current situation to like modern slavery? I'm like, man, I would sign up for their slavery all day long. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Absolutely. You know, get paid millions of dollars to play a game. Like, come Absolutely. on. But, but, but it is, that's, that's the environment that we live in socially is that they're being asked those questions. We're talking with Adam Jividen, our, our, our uh, super Browns fan, super Cavs fan, super duper guardian fan. Uh, in our NBA segment, we're going to be doing this every other week. Last night, Miami Heat star Jimmy Butler was one of four players ejected Friday evening after a scuffle broke out uh, between the Heat and New Orleans Pelicans, and now they're calling it a brawl. The incident started when uh, Heat forward Kevin Love committed a hard foul on the Pelican Zion Williamson under the basket with 11-19 remaining in, as the Heat led the Pelicans 84-80. After the foul, the Pelicans' Nigel Marshall ran into his teammates' defense and pushed Love over over Williamson, and it ensued from there. All chaos ensued, and now they have called it a brawl. Thoughts? Um, man, I I wonder if the media that's calling it a brawl remember when Charles Oakley played for the Knicks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw the highlight. I was like, guys, this was a pushing match. I remember when Shaq uh, punched Chris Dudley in the face. Um, that hey, was we, a brawl. We, if we want to talk about the brawl, Pacers like, have fan uh, histories uh, at the Mayhem at yeah, the Palace. Yeah, the I mean, brawl. Pacers, yeah, Pacers, Pistons. I mean, like, uh, I mean, guys, like, there, that was a pushing match, and Zion Williamson, like, just needs to shut up, eat a salad, and get on a treadmill. Like I just, like I thought, I was like, yeah. First off, I love. I, I mean, there's the calves in me. I love Kevin Love. Like you know, I love Kevin Love. So I was like, yeah, Kevin. <laughs> like get your get your old man body out there and drop a dude. Like, but it was like, you know what? The Heat, the Heat are one of those teams that always are going to play playoff-style basketball. Um, and some, a lot of these teams don't know what that means. And, yeah, they're going to push and shove a little bit. But, like, it was, I mean, it was a thing. Like, was it a brawl? No. Like I said, I remember very distinctly when Shaq punched Chris Dudley square in the face, and it looked like his whole, like, jaw, like, just collapsed. If you got to get punched that in the was face, a brawl. Like, 
<laughs> Shaquille. That's a, that's I couldn't imagine else. getting punched in the face by in shape Shaq. That would just. I, you know what? I'm ending would my you, my. I'm retiring you, on the spot. <laughs> like that's it. Would you Would you take a punch for ten million dollars from in shape Shaq or in shape uh, Tyson? Oh, Shaq, all day long. Tyson will end <laughs> your life. Shaq will just make it a bad year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, maybe I'm comfortable with my my my. I have a good job. I make good money. Maybe I'm okay with not getting ten million dollars by getting punched in the face by either one of them. I, that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at. You know. So uh, Victor Wimbledonma puts up a five by five. Thoughts. It goes back to what you, you were know, saying. You know, Wemby is starting. Yeah, you know, Wemby is starting to figure out the NBA game. Do you remember during after the Spurs won the lottery, you had asked my opinion on Wembenyama, who everybody knew was going number one, and my thought was he has the ability to be incredibly talented, like do things that we've never seen before on a basketball court. But if you remember, Tom, what was my biggest concern? It was if you look at his body, I don't know how his body can can, can play a 12-15 season career and play at 80. I mean, if you go to the playoffs, which the Spurs are far from the playoffs, but you go to the NBA Finals, you play over 100 games in the season. And, and, and is he going to be able to play that kind of a load for a long career, and I don't know, and I still don't have the answer to that question. Now, obviously, the way that NBA doesn't play defense helps, but there is already talk that the NBA competition committee is going to go back in and look at what's happened from a rules perspective because the, the ratings, which ratings equals dollars, is way down across the league. Um, and, and if I am Wembenyama, it you know, like I just told Zion to, like, eat a salad. Wemby needs to, like, find out what uh, what Zion's diet is and eat a, a, a couple cheeseburgers every day before <laughs> a game. Like, dude needs to put on at least a little bit of weight, I think, to last long-term in the NBA. We're talking with Adam Jividen, uh super Brown fan, Cavs fan, uh, Super Buckeyes fan, our all-around uh, partner in crime. Uh, what do you think about uh, Steve Kerr's uh, new uh, deal with the uh, with the Warriors? Like thirty-five I mean, million. I mean, doesn't surprise me. I think Kerr, yeah, thirty-five million for two years. Kerr is going to stay there as long as Steph Curry is still in the league, and Steph's never going to Steph's going to play for the Warriors and the Warriors only, and then. When Steph retires, I think Kerr retires. That's it. Um, but, no, I mean, seven, $35 million, uh a year is, I mean, that's, that's substantial. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, good for him. Um, I think he's, he's in a, in a, where he has earned the right to be able to ride out with Steph for however long they have together. 
stand by, Adam. Let's see if we got Tony here. Tony, are you with us? Hello, Tony. I think I think his voicemail picked up the bath phone. <laughs> I'm like, I got Tony coming up. I got to get him for the bath phone. I texted him, but I didn't get a response from him. So it showed that he was there, but he's not. So I apologize. Go right ahead, sir. Oh, I was I was just saying, like, Kerr has earned the right to ride out the rest of his time with uh, with Steph and that and that and that core Warriors roster. Well, going outside of the uh, All Stars, if you will, uh, and let's start, let's start right here in our backyard. The Pacers, uh, the Pacers have certainly had a halfway decent season. And I think that we, we've got a very, very legit shot of going deep into the playoffs. But uh, going out of the offseason and looking at the Pacers, uh, what, what, are you, what are your thoughts on the Pacers? You know, the Pacers have been a pleasant surprise this year. Um, they are, as it stands right now, sitting just above the play-in line in the sixth seed. Um, but if you had said at the beginning of the season – hey, guys, the Pacers are going to be up and down, but they're going to be the sixth seed. I think every single person um, that, that dons the, 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 the blue and gold uh, would say that's a great year um, to miss the playoffs last year uh, and, and, then, and then work into um, playoff contention this year. Um, that's a big that's a big step forward. The question for the Pacers going into this offseason is going to be can they retain Pascal Siakam? They gave up a lot for him, so they better. Um but that's really their biggest key is is being able to to retain him. Um so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see what happens. Um I, I think the Pacers are the Pacers are going to be like a lot of teams that are going to be adjusting to the new collective bargaining agreement that has a lot tighter rules around roster retention and the salary cap. So this this next upcoming offseason is going to be very interesting to see how that how that pans out. Um, you're going to have – essentially the way that the new CBA works is super teams like we've had in the past will be – incredibly hard to retain unless guys are taking substantial discounts to stay together. Let's talk a little bit about the standings where we still got to here for, for a few more moments. Uh, we talk a look at the East. You've got the Celtics, your Cavs, the Bucks, the Knicks, the 76ers, the Pacers, the Heat, the Magic, the Bulls, and the Hawks all round up the top ten. Obviously, the Bucks and the Cavs and the, and the Celtics are tough in the East. What are your thoughts? Because that means this is an uphill battle for the Pacers. Uh, but, I mean, right now it just looks like a, 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 a shootout battle between the Celtics and the Cavs. Yeah, I, I mean, the Celtics, the Celtics right now have been pretty much consistently the best team in the league from game one. The, the Cavs started out very slow, then went on – a tear like the franchise has never seen before. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 you know, they won. They won um, eighteen of twenty 
And and then and then we come back from the All Star break, and as sometimes happens, it takes a little bit for guys to refine their mojo, and then the Cavs have dropped their first two um, when they were slated a back to back against Orlando and Philadelphia, dropping both contests in, in close games. I think the Celtics are gonna win the number one seed. Really, where it's gonna come down to it is that two three four battle. Um, the the biggest thing for I, that, that's going to decide the playoffs, I think, in the East um, is does Joel Embiid come back? Uh, we're hearing yes, but when he comes back, is he able to stay healthy um, following the surgery that he had to have? Um, but that that's the biggest story right now in the East. Um, as a Cavs fan, as it pertains to the playoffs, I'm going to be watching it. Can J.B. Bickerstaff um, does he learn from what happened last year in getting out coached by Tom Thibodeau in the first round, um, getting poorly out coached, um, and losing in five games to the Knicks? Um, that's that's what I'm going to be watching as a Cavs fan. Let's move over to the West. Uh, obviously, the Tim- Timberwolves, uh, the Thunder, the Clippers, the other LA team, if you will, uh, the Nuggets, the Pelicans, the Mavs. Uh, the Kings, the Suns, and the Lakers uh, all round up, the, and the Warriors round up the top ten. Uh, what are you looking at? I mean, the Clippers, you know, we, we jokingly say the other L.A. team, but over the last few years, they have become the L.A. team. What are your thoughts about the Clippers? They said at number three, certainly Minnesota Timberwolves is a strong, strong contender, uh, you know, but they're – the right there with the Thunder, 39 and 17, and 37 and 18 with the Clippers, 38 and 19 with the Nuggets. So this is going to be a tight matchup over in the West. Yeah, you know, the, both the Timberwolves and the, the Thunder um, are young teams that have not made the playoffs in a in a while, um, or they have like the the, the th- Timberwolves have been to the first round and and bounced out. Both of those teams kind of remind me of some of the Joe Johnson Atlanta Hawks teams where they have a great uh, regular season and then don't have the firepower to get it done in the, in the playoffs. That, that's that's going to be my thing as I watch those teams. Really, all eyes are on two teams out west. And, Tom, you said that the Lakers have, are, are not the team in L.A. They won a title three seasons ago, guys. Like, <laughs> stop. Um, and the Clippers have still not even made it to the NBA Finals. Let's let's at least let them get to the finals before we're going to crown them the LA team. Um, but you know the Clippers are playing really really well. Um, and but I, I mean I'm going to be watching out west as we get closer to the playoffs. Like, do the reigning NBA champion Denver Nuggets like? just start rounding into playoff shape. They now know what it takes to win. And it, it, it would surprise no one if the Nuggets turned around and made it to the Western Conference Finals and represented the Western Conference in the NBA Finals as well. Well, let's get a, a look at today's games. I don't know who you got on these games today. We'll let you go. we we'll wrap it up, put a bowl in it. Let's start with the, with the Magic at the Pistons. Tonight at 8 o'clock, what are your thoughts on that matchup? Uh, never choose the Pistons under any circumstances. So I will be taking Orlando. That makes the decision easy. All right, the Celtics at the Knicks. Um, I mean, this is a – this is a uh, the Knicks have got a they, – they, they, they went on a run, and then they've had a little bit of a slide. Um, OG Ananobi got hurt 
and this is a bigger game for the Knicks than it is the Celtics, but I still think the Celtics are going to win. As I mentioned, the Celtics have been the best team in the league pretty much from day one. Um, so I would, I would take the Celtics here. All right, in the late game, the Nets are at the Timberwolves. We just got done talking about the Timberwolves, but let's not lose sight that the Nets have been able to put a few wins together, and they have become pretty good on the road, as a matter of fact. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, the Nets also fired Jacques Vaughn, their head coach, like this week. Um, That's so true. I'm, I'm still taking the Timberwolves. Uh, the Timberwolves in that matchup would literally have the best three players um, on the court without question, um, and Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, and, and Rudy Gobert. All right, Adam, we appreciate you jumping on. We're kicking off our NBA segment. We're going to be doing this every other week. And I'm going to publicly shame you about one thing today. You have not got me anything for the uh, Jimmy's Den. Okay? All right? <laughs> got it. That's, that, that's okay, though. In all fairness, in all fairness, I think we've got it fixed, though. i got to read it and check on it today. We're having some issues with the website. I don't know what happened there. One of those crazy errors popped up, and I had to uh, involve the professionals that know far more about it. I do. I've been told what I got text saying these things today, so I need to check that. Hopefully it, it is safe. So, uh, you're, 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 you're good for right now, sir. <laughs> okay. I'm good for the time We're, being. All right. Sounds good. All right, buddy. We'll see you soon. Have a good weekend. Thanks, Bob. We'll see you. You too. Bye-bye. Adam Jividan had a reach him on the bat phone. Um, having problems with the 917-889-8516 numbers. Really don't understand what it is. I've got to get to the bottom of that. But for the moment, uh, I'll try to reach Tony on the bat phone. Uh, hopefully, we could we could get him uh, get him here soon. Uh, and if not, then I, I I will take the fall on that. I mean, I didn't warn him ahead of time that I was going to be calling him on the bat phone. I I texted him and said, "Hey, uh, going to be calling you on the bat phone," uh, but I didn't get a response from him. So uh, you know. Hey, it is what it is. Either which way, we're going to be right back. Uh, either we'll have Tony on the back phone or we'll uh, be talking some NASCAR ourselves. Uh, and right before we have to wrap it up and put a bowl on it for today's show, my name is Tom Marcos, El Presidente. Stick around. It's about to get fast. It's yours to consume. You got it over Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? 
1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. When you don't go to geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to geico.com and you can save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your mood. When you don't go to geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like, early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything. Oh, hi. Uh, hey. Seen on the board, do you guys have... Black Rifle Coffee here? No, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted. So, um, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Lekwa Pique, which, of course, in the Indonesian language, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been past their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes. But it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wanting. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and roasted. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. to the balance. Thank you, Adam. Jim it in for jumping on and uh, kicking back off our NBA segment. We'll be doing that every other week. Now that we're post-All-Stars and we've got the NFL behind us, we've got some time to talk about the NBA, MLB, and some other great stuff going on in sports. Joining us now off the bat phone is uh, Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast. How are you doing, sir? Good morning. How are we doing? Good. Are you a Batman fan or a Robin guy? Uh, more of the Batman guy, right? Did you know that the uh, first comic strip between Batman and Robin was uh, put in the newspaper in ni- ni- on this week, 1944? Did not know that. Didn't even know I was going to have to use the bat phone. I don't know what's going on with our call-in number, guys. I apologize for that. Uh, we'll try to figure out what's going on with that. Unfortunately, that's uh, beyond the world of my control. Uh, but, Tony, say, yeah. thank you so much for joining us. And let's uh, jump right in to do a recap before we get into this week's races. Uh, Daytona Daytona 500, William Byron ending under yellow was not a very popular thing at all. 
A lot of people think he's even the one that calls the 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 yellow. I know you weren't happy with the win, but NASCAR allowed him to win. So overall, what are your thoughts? It certainly was a crazy weekend all weekend long because of the rain, the weather having to do all the racing on Monday and then trying to rush to get everything done at the end of Monday evening. So there was a lot of factors that ended in the way that that, that race ended. But overall, Daytona 500 weekend, what are your thoughts? What are your recaps? Uh, let, let's hear it, sir. Yeah, I mean, I think what you said there right off the bat was uh, it was, was interesting with, you know, the weather. And it just seems like, you know, NASCAR went so many years without having the Daytona 500 postponed. Now we've seen it happen like four or five times, um, which has been interesting. Um, you know, I, I I thought for William Byron, you know, and I, Alex Bowman caused a big wreck as well. And you just, you know, I, I think there has to be a rule. I think there has to be something um, that is in place to where if you cause a wreck like that, wh- whether it's whether it's, you know, your fault or not, like, right, if, if, if you're the one who turns somebody, you got to go to the back of the line. You got to go to the end of the longest line. There, there needs to be a penalty because it just gets frustrating seeing these drivers that, that, that crash on the drivers and there's, they continue on, you know? I mean, I think when, um, you know, I, I, I think when you have, uh, you, you have something like that, it's just, it's, it's just interesting that, you know, you, you get wrecked and then you're done and then your day the other guys came, you know, the other guy gets to continue on with his day. So, um, you know, I think there's got to be something with that. It was good to see William Byron win. Um, I, I was happy for him, like, the number 24 car, right? Like this is Jeff Gordon's car, and you've been waiting forever for somebody to step up and, and, and be a title contender and win big races in that car. since Jeff Gordon's left it, and uh, certainly that happened. You know, it, it's, it's the rules. I mean, at the end of the day, NASCAR – William Byron was uh, did what he was allowed to do. You are right. There needs to be a change in rules. And, and maybe a situation like this now will bring that to the forefront. It seems like it takes something crazy like this to happen before there to begin any rule changes. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on in Atlanta, Hotlanta. Uh, this afternoon, the truck series roll out. You think uh, old Nick Chan- Sanchez has another victory in him. Uh, what a great win he had at Daytona as well. And it was also may- may- mayhem for them as well in the truck series last week. But uh, what were your thoughts on Nick Sanchez? Yeah, I mean, again, these races at Daytona just survived, and, and, and Sanchez led for a while. They had a rain delay, and you had that big crash that took out a lot of drivers. And uh, we'll see what happens today. I mean, look, it's, it's, it's crazy for these teams, right? You go from Daytona, a week down to Daytona, which turned into a little bit longer because – of the weather, and then you got to turn around and head to Atlanta, which is a very similar racetrack uh, as far as um, you know how it's how it's balanced and 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 the restrictor plate type racing. Then you tell these teams, by the way, that you got to run back home to Charlotte before going three weeks on the West Coast. So it's a brutal swing to start the season for a lot of these NASCAR teams. Absolutely. Well, let's move over to the Xfinity uh, Series. That that uh, race uh, happens this afternoon, I believe, five o'clock this afternoon. Uh, the Xfinity race will be good to see them going there in Atlanta. Like you said, it's in a very fast speedway. Talk with us a little bit about the Atlanta track, what it's about, and what do teams have to strategize to do to, to win in that race at Xfinity or Cup Series, but certainly Xfinity is talking about. Yeah, I mean, it's just survive in advance. Like we talked about, look, this is another one of those restricted play races. Anything can go wrong. Things can, things can change on a dime, and 
um, you know, we'll, we'll see today. It's just it's stay out of somebody else's mess and try to be up front, you know, the entire day. You know, it, usually when you get caught up in the middle of the pack and usually when you get back there in the scrum is when you get caught up in an accident. So I think just keeping your nose clean, I think, should be first and foremost uh, for the drivers today and tomorrow. Talking with Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast. And, you know, Tony, to die crowds just a little bit, we have we have turned on the clock officially for the Indianapolis 500. And I know you work a lot with the IndyCar. What are you guys looking at as we get ready uh, very soon uh, to start the IndyCar season? Still kind of in the crazy offseason, uh, but just wanted to dip into the IndyCar conversation real quickly with you. Yeah, I think you've, you, you, you've got two weeks before St. Pete. We're going to have to probably at least get one more driver confirmed for that race with Dale Coyne Racing. It'll probably be Jack Harvey. Does, he, does Dale Coyne decide to run a second car? Uh, and then, you know, just getting down there, checking out the, checking out the scenery. Um, you know, there's a lot of drivers that are, that, that are looking to have big years that really need it. Um, you know, you've got Marcus Erickson moving over to Andretti. Andretti goes from a four-car team down to a three-car team. With Colton Hurd of the highest paid driver in the series, um, who didn't win last year, by the way, you know this guy broke onto the scene and was winning races, and everybody thought, you know, he was the next best thing. And he's had a he's had a bad last two years. His teammate comes in last year as the first year driver for Andretti. Kyle Kirkwood wins two races, um, and then and then of course the news that came down to where um, you're not going to be able to do that move where you go under the the pit road line um, at Indy, and it'll be interesting to see how that's officiated. So new rules are definitely in place for IndyCar and the, uh, the IndyCar officials are going to have a lot of, a lot of officiating to do. It'll be a, a, a very interesting fun to watch. Moving over to the Kennedy race. Let's talk about some, uh, some key drivers to look at today. Uh, William Byron, Bubba Wallace, John Hunter, neighbor Kyle Busch, uh, and Chase Briscoe are all drivers. I have my eyes on today. Uh, what are your thoughts on those drivers or anybody else for today's race? Yeah, I mean, right, it's, 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 it's the guys that, um, you know, are, are the NASCAR regulars that have, have that have the chance today, right? And uh, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, you, you look at some of the up-and-coming drivers getting a chance to go up against, um, you know, to go up against NASCAR drivers. A guy like Jess, Jesse Love, who was on the pole last week, again this week, uh, young up-and-coming driver, um, was really good at ARCA last year, Austin Hill. Another guy who's really good at these restrictor play races. He's won Daytona three times. Uh, and we'll see what Parker Kligerman can do. I'm excited to see what Parker Kligerman can do and, and, and can he move up uh, and show that he, he, he belongs here in NASCAR. You know, there was a story that came out uh, yesterday about some parts confiscated from Stuart Hawks Racing's number uh, 1041 cars uh, for further evaluation. Uh, parts of, from the two Stuart Hossa Racing Cup Series machines were confiscated during an inspection on Friday evening for further evaluation. What's that all about? Do you know anything about that? I uh, did not see that. Don't know. Um, interesting to see what comes out of that, though. I'm sure they're just trying to push the envelope and, 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 and try to get that extra edge. Are you saying Tony Stewart does what Tony Stewart does? <laughs> uh, I think Tony Stewart's more worried about his NHRA team than he is uh, – you know, you never know. I love, I love, I, you know, Tony's just an all-around switchblade, uh, not switchblade, that's the wrong word to use, uh, Swiss Army knife when it comes to racing. I love, I love just seeing his success at the different levels and just, you know, at, the, at his age, you know, getting in and actually winning uh, in the in, in the HRA is, 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 uh, is really very, very cool. Well, let's, uh, let's look at some, uh, the uh, NASCAR uh 
racist today. We also still looking at, at William Byron, uh, Alex Bowman, uh, Chase Elliott, Bubba Wallace. I just mentioned them, didn't I? I just mentioned those drivers, but that's okay. I, the bat phone got me all, uh, all uh, discombobulated today. So when you're looking at today's race, what are your thoughts on, today? I mean, tomorrow's race with NASCAR? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see what Corey LaJoy can do. Look, this is a guy that, you know, he's a very popular driver. He's, he's got a nice sponsor. He's in a pretty good ride. We know that he finished fourth last week. He's been good on restrictor plate races. Um, I'm interested to see what he can do. Can he, at another restrictor plate race, a pack racing race, get another top ten? Can he compete for his first win? I'll be keeping my eye on Corey LaJoy. Um, other drivers that need good runs after last week, obviously, Brad Keselowski comes to mind after being wrecked out, Joey Logano. Um, you know, you, you raced the Daytona 500 to to win, and now, you know, w- with the points and the way it goes and getting a win gets you into the playoffs, I think there's a good chance tomorrow that another driver um, – like, look, we knew William Byron was going to win a race this year no matter what. But Atlanta, Talladega, these are races throughout the season that somebody can steal a win and steal a chance to get into the playoffs. So um, we'll see if one of those drivers that's projected to not make the playoffs can sneeze, can steal a win tomorrow and get in. You know, you were, you were talking about last week's race, and I just think about the heartbreak that Danny Hamlin had. I feel like that the checker flag was in his sights for Danny Hamlin, and for that to happen and for him to get put out, uh, that's a lot to overcome. And Danny just seems to always – have things that unfortunately the, the universe of racing gods seem to not always shine down on Denny Hamlet. What are your thoughts on his bounce back here in Atlanta this week? Well, I mean, yeah, right. Like, I mean, you, you can say that the luck isn't there for him, but, but also on the flip side of that, it's like, well, he's got, you know, he's got a couple Daytona 500 wins, not all that bad for Denny Hamlet. Um, but yeah, he is definitely one of those drivers that's going to need a bounce back this week. Um, you know, Brad Keselowski's in that boat as well. And and from here on out, you know, you're thinking about wins, you're thinking about points. So um, it'll be interesting to see how Denny bounces back. He's usually pretty good at these tracks. Um, so I'll be interested to see how he bounces back. And I think he'll be up there leading laps tomorrow. Real quickly, let me get your thoughts on something before we wrap it up and put a bowl on a Kyle Busch Motorsports series Rev Racing over NASCAR Truck Series Partnership Payments. Uh, any insight on that? Yeah, no, I haven't. Uh, I, I saw that, had, didn't read it. Um, you know, just another one of those things, I guess. <laughs> we'll talk about this, just another one of those things. Tony, I appreciate you joining us on the bat phone. Hopefully we'll get the regular uh, number fixed uh, here soon, sir. <laughs> uh, where can people find your work uh, Masterpieces? Yeah, just check us out on the fans, please. we got a NASCAR contest coming up tomorrow, and uh, – um, I will pick. I will pick my winner for today and tomorrow. I'll take Kyle Busch in the truck race. I'll take Parker Klingerman in the um, Xfinity race and for the Cup race. Who are we thinking? Who are we thinking? I'm going to go with Chris Busher. Chris Busher, Kyle Busch in the trucks, and Parker Klingerman in the Xfinity. Got you, sir. Got you. I appreciate you, buddy, and we'll talk with you soon. Tony Donahue calling us in on the bat phone. He's a Batman kind of guy. Who are you? Are you a Batman or are you a Robin kind of guy? We'll get that poll up just for fun uh, and see see what you are. Uh, I can't give out the Bat phone phone number. It's just it, it 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 it's just not it's just not. It's just top secret. Top secret. So I appreciate Adam and somebody being flexible with us today and stepping on with us on on the the Bat phone. That's okay. We we overcome and adapt, right? Uh, and it's not adapt and overcome, guys. That's a conversation for another day and another poll for another time. It is not – you don't adapt 
and then overcome. You got to overcome something and then adapt to it. Don't get me started on that, people. Just don't get me started. <laughs> My name's Tom Marcos, El Presidente. Thank you, Adam Jimenez, for jumping on with us today. Uh, and thank you, uh, Tony Donahue, as well. And, and guys, thank you for uh, you know hanging out with uh, with me today in the, in the opening segment segments of things. Got a little conversation in about some baseball. It's back. Got some NBA back. Thank you, Adam Jividen. Uh, And we'll be doing the NBA segment every other week. Steve Wilson, we were not able to connect with, but he did tell me that he has some a press conference there at Atlanta. Uh, so he's there covering that. Make sure you go uh, to SpeedwayDigest.com. Everything NASCAR there. And of course, Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast and the fans place them out as, as well. My name is Tom Marquis. El Presidente, remember that when you're on the on the podcast there, just hit like because we, we know how awesome we are. We want to know how awesome you are. We'll be right back. Well, no, we won't. We're, we're wrapping it up. We're putting a bowl on it. Man. See, the bathroom got me all screwed up. But I'm out of here. Deuces. Don't drink and drive. It is any cool. See ya. <laughs>